I'm truly thankful today for coffee and for the Word of God. And we are looking today at 1 Timothy chapter 4, where the Apostle Paul, who wrote this 2,000 years ago, he writes, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For to this end we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. These things command and teach. He is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe, the living God. And as I was reading through this this morning and thinking about it, I'm, I'm thinking about a teaching that's kind of been gaining again. It's come back around. It's These things are cyclic, if you will. But there is this teaching that I've been hearing about coming back again on the idea of what's called Christus Victor, the idea that Jesus in his death 2,000 years ago, he brings victory over sin, death, and the devil. And that's true. That's clearly seen in the scriptures. Passages like 1 Corinthians 15 talk about death no longer having a sting and sin being destroyed, the victory we have in Christ. Romans 8 talks about you and I, as we trust in him, being more than conquerors through him who loved us. So this idea of Christ bringing victory is very clearly taught in the scriptures and it was the view that was prominent among some of the early church fathers in the second third and fourth centuries and so there is this idea that is being promoted in our day by a group of bible teachers that are gaining in prominence this idea of christus victor and they're saying that we had a problem about a thousand years ago when anselm who was a prominent christian leader of the scholastics when he brought in this idea or they say that he brought in the idea of the substitutionary atonement of Jesus and that the the perception among Christians in the West changed after Anselm to heighten this view of Christ being the sacrifice in our place. And I think that this teaching coming back around among a group of Christians who I would refer to as kind of progressive in their theology, I would say it's a reaction to some of the antagonistic views that have been coming at the church and against Christians from some of the more atheistic uh, minds of our day, the, the late Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, I've heard them make the statement that if you believe that Jesus died in your place for your sins, this is akin to divine child abuse. This is the wording that they use. And so if God the Father required the Son to stand in our place and to receive justice and wrath upon him for our sin, that is, in the mind of some of the antagonistic atheists, that is divine child abuse. And so in response to this, there are these more progressive Christians who are saying, well, we need to get rid of this substitutionary atonement idea of the cross, and we need to return to a Christus Victor view that Jesus brings victory, which he does. I agree with that. But you can't lay hold of that teaching that Jesus brings victory over sin, death, and the devil, which is clearly taught in the scriptures. You cannot take hold of that to the exclusion of the idea that Jesus also is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. You can't exclude that and still be faithful to the scriptures. And I say that because, yes, while it is true that some of the early church fathers taught the idea of Christ bringing victory, it is also true that the apostles believed and taught that Jesus was the atoning sacrifice for our sins and that he is the fulfillment of what the prophet Isaiah and some of the other prophets, but specifically the prophet Isaiah, wrote 
700 years before Jesus came in Isaiah 53, where we read that he, the suffering servant, was wounded for our transgressions, that the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, his beating, his whipping, we are healed. For our iniquities, he was bruised and crushed. So this is the teaching of the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53, and this is the teaching that Philip the evangelist, as he spoke with the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts 8, this is where he preached Christ from. And then in the same passage in 1 Corinthians 15 that talks about the victory of Jesus over sin and death, the sting of death is gone because of Jesus bringing victory. In that same passage, Paul opens the passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, and he says, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. So he died in our place. And Romans 8 says that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. But Romans 3 tells us there that he died for our sins, justified by grace through redemption in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as the propitiation by his blood. Romans 4 says that he was delivered up for our transgression, for our sin, and he was raised up for our justification. So when Jesus on the cross says, it is finished, he's saying that in the context of the Passover which was taking place at that moment, which looked forward to a spotless lamb who would die for the sins of all people. And Jesus is there on the cross saying, it is finished. So you, you can't lay hold of this idea that Christ brings victory, which he does, and at the same time reject the idea that the way he brought victory was by dying in our place for our sins. So all that to bring back to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. We trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. When Jesus died on the cross, his death in our place on the cross is sufficient to bring salvation to all people. He has the potential, the ability to save all people by his death on the cross. But that salvation is is only able to bring the saving power to those who believe. It's only sufficient in the lives of those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ when it is applied. And I've, I've used this illustration in the past. I think it's helpful. I live in Southern California, not too far from the beach. And of course, we go to the beach in the summer, and there you go in Southern California in July, and it's like 100 degrees at the beach, and the sun is baking, and we have four kids. And when we get to the beach, we've got sunscreen, like SPF 50, whatever we can find, the highest SPF that you can find. And it has the potential to keep them from getting burned, but it is only power powerful to keep them from getting burned if it's applied. So we can have that in the little tube or the spray thing, and it has the potential to keep them from getting a sunburn, but it will only keep them from getting a sunburn if it is applied. And the same is true with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. His death on the cross in our place has the potential to save all people, but only those who believe. It is especially potent for those who put their faith in Jesus. And this is why it is so important and why the church for 2,000 years has preached the gospel of salvation in Christ Jesus and called people to respond by putting their trust in him so that they can receive the power of the gospel that is able to save those who trust in him. So, yes, Jesus brings victory by his death on the cross, but that victory is only powerful in the lives of those who believe. So, 
we need to call people to put their faith in Jesus. I hope that you've done that. If you haven't, it's time. Put your faith in Jesus. Trust in him and his saving work. See you next time.